What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Uh, yeah, doing well. Healthy alive. So uh, this morning, right, uh, we're going to talk debate stuff this afternoon, so we're, we're not going to mess around with that this morning. Okay, so to, this afternoon we're going to be talking debate highlights and all that stuff because it was an ass kicking. <laughs> it was an absolute ass kicking. Yes. Uh, so yes. we're, we're going to be talking about that this afternoon. We're going to be playing some clips and we're going to be showing like the the contradictions and the lies and all of it. We're going to call all that out, you know, just because that's what everybody's talking about. So I suppose we need to get on that one, too. So why not? We'll give our take on it. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that this morning. This morning, let's talk about ESPN. They're bracing for major cuts. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. Sports are woke. You go broke. I I, I don't see what the, the, the problem is here. You, you idiots are taking that line. And, and I'm not talking about your average reporter out there. The average reporter is just being told by a writer and a producer to say this th- this stuff. I, I don't expect the reporter to actually believe it. The, the Sunday night football, right? Those two commentators on Sunday night football, the ones that they were told they had to wear masks up in the booth when they're like they're they're 10 feet apart from each other in the booth. And, you know, they get tested. You know, they do. They get tested before they can get into the stadium and they're told to wear masks on TV that, you know, they don't believe this stuff. You know, they don't. They're yeah. they're, they're criticizing you, you it as they're sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, those two guys, um, my understanding, uh, you, you know, I don't follow sports real well, but my understanding is, is those two guys are buddies outside of the workplace and are like, if you see one, you see the other. They're they're running together all the time. Essentially, they're like family living together in the same house. Essentially, that's how often they are around each other. So why they're required to wear a mask around each other or social distance around each other when they're around each other all the time? It it, it is completely absurd. And you know Uh, they get tested. Honestly, you know they get tested. Yeah, exactly. They get tested. Um, I'm I'm actually I, I feel sorry for the crew. Because a lot of the crews, a lot of the behind the scenes ones are probably the ones that are going to get laid off. It's not going to be any of the personalities or any of the faces that you see there. Um, it'll, it'll be the others. And, you know, I, I, I feel sorry for him. I, I, I hate that the company's gone broke or uh, woke. Um, I, I hate that they're going down the road of all this social justice nonsense. But it's also because of these uh, teams and stuff like the, the delaying, uh, delaying the, the games and whatnot. Uh, because of COVID-19. It's also because of that. So you can also thank the governors uh, of the states that have said you're not playing here. You know, there's actually there's teams now that are talking about like and, and I'm not uh, the, the I don't think the players are actually doing this. I don't think it's the coaching staff. It's the owners that are getting the push on them in order to do this. And some of these organizations are saying that if you don't wear masks now, if the players refuse, then they'll forfeit the game. So you forfeit the game. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't be a good little person that uh, that puts a mask on to, to shut up, is that what that is? Is that what that is? You're, you're going to take all that away from someone. All right. Take take if it's even take it if it's one of these players out there that doesn't get political. They now have to put up with this garbage. There's a player out there that is like he set a, he set three hundred thousand dollars aside in a jar 
And he says, that's my mask fine stuff, because I'm not wearing this nonsense. You can forget it. You can take that mask yeah. and you can go fly a kite with it or whatever it is you're going to do with it. Uh, and it's ridiculous. One of the one of the players had been charged like 50 grand or something like that a few times make, now yeah, but for not wearing a mask. Yeah, dollars a year. Yeah, what does he, he care? He makes millions. Yeah. And now they're threatening to say, well, uh, if you don't wear one, it's going to cost you draft picks. So, you know something? If... I'm I'm a principled guy, and yeah, that that may have been my life's dream to be in sports. But uh, you start telling me that I have to capitulate to the mob and and bow to non-science, right? Science has proved that those things don't do anything. And in fact, science has said if you're an athlete and you're out there uh, on the field doing you know athletics activities, you do not wear a mask. It has been said. So I'm not wearing one. I'm not going to wear one. And if you want to cost me my job and everything, then you know what? You might be seeing a lawsuit. That's, that's actually that, that's dangerous. You know, I, I've told you and, and I've uh, I mean, I, I, I train with a mask sometimes. I don't do it all the time, but I train with one of those altitude training masks. It's it's different, though. It's not cloth. It's it's plastic and it's medical grade uh, surgical grade silicone. So it, it forms a seal and there's a specific way you do it. But if there's ever a problem with it, then you can just tear it off your face. It's it's that easy to just rip off in case you get yourself into any trouble. And they specifically give you warnings. That thing is full of warning messages in there by the company and disclaimers and all that stuff about how to properly use it and how to not use it. Don't ever under any circumstances wear this longer than X amount of uh, time. And by the way, you can breathe better in that than you can with a cloth mask. I can tell you that right now. Uh, you have to be very mindful about restricting your oxygen supply when you're working out. You have, I mean, that's dangerous. You can suffer from um, uh, hypoxia, is what it's called, and it's where you um, you pretty much uh, your oxygen saturation levels drop below uh, a specific amount, and boom, you fall unconscious. That's dangerous. And and these gyms in the U.S. are talking about. Uh, well, we, we can't open until you wear a mask when you work out. Do you know how dangerous that is? Do you know how irresponsible that is? It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. You know, I've I've worn a mask as well uh, when I work out, but mine is like one of those mesh ones that allow air to travel through really easy. It, it's one of the ones you're supposed to add a filter on. But the reason I wear it is when it's cold, we keep the house fairly cold summer and winter. And uh, humidity is a problem, right? So it's it gets really dry. So I wear one of the the mesh masks like that to uh, um, keep the humidity in while I'm running, so I don't like you know it burn up your nose and whatnot from from losing all that moisture. All right, this is breaking. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but this is breaking. So we know what the score has been with De Blasio and Cuomo cracking down on the Orthodox Jewish communities in New York, saying, "Oh well, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, we can't have any of this. We're going to have to lock all this back down." When the infection rates are higher in other parts of the city, but they're doing it, and this is where they're playing politics. They're locking it down because they're Trump supporters. Let's be fair here. Let's be fair here. They're not locking down any other religion. They're not locking down. Why Bill de Blasio is not in handcuffs by the Department of Justice under charges of federal discrimination is beyond me. It's beyond me. How that is not happening right now, I don't know. He should be on every news network around the world as being discriminatory against Orthodox Jews. It's shameful. You talk about fascist. Uh, Cuomo as well. 
uh, honestly, he should be in the same boat um, as de Blasio because here the other day he did a press release or whatever and started pulling out stuff about the, from the Torah saying, oh, protecting people should be your primary focus because the Torah is about saving other lives and other people's lives and whatnot. Right. And, and um, I, I'm sorry. When it comes to this kind of stuff, if you want to start pulling out the Torah and you want to start talking about cleanliness and all that kind of stuff, you can go to the Levitical law and look at how you're supposed to do cleanliness and how if you, you know, for example, touch a corpse or something like that, you're unclean for a day or whatever the heck it is. You know, they have things in place that they follow. That's more or less what they're talking about here. Social distancing and all that nonsense. And you know what? Just leave them alone. Just you know what? I, I, I want to see like the police chief or something come in there and just arrest them. You, you guys are, are trying to persecute about not only those, de Blasio and yeah. Cuomo and yeah. Whitmer and all Absolutely. of them. They, they need yeah, to be yeah, arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community in New York City, uh, most notably in Brooklyn there, we talked the other day about the cases that are skyrocketing in Brooklyn, right? That's where the big Orthodox Jewish community is. And that's they've the, where we were getting that information, they failed to mention that that's where the Orthodox Jewish community was primarily uh, uh, housed. They, they didn't they didn't really um, they didn't really make a mention of that. They just put the zip codes up there of the uh, problematic areas. They didn't mention specifically about a, uh, a particular religious organization. But the Orthodox Jews in New York City, guess what they did? They took to the streets last night to show Mayor Bill de Blasio and Governor Cuomo that they can't run their lives. This isn't really being talked about on any news networks, but they took to the streets waving Trump 2020 flags and they gathered outside in the uh, in the streets of Brooklyn for their protest, waving the Trump flags. And they set they set fire to a giant pile of covid-19 face masks. Good autumn. That that is that is the kind of civil disobedience we're talking about. Uh -huh. doing Stuff like that. Uh huh. And Trump has. Um, uh, Trump has actually put out a uh, put out a tweet in response to this. He says, wow, what does this grim picture remind you of? I am the only thing in the radical left's way. Vote. And he's talking about he, he was saying that in response to uh, James Woods. Uh, and, you know, James Woods, he, I, I know you don't follow like actors and stuff, but he's one of the um, very outspoken conservative voices on uh, on Twitter uh, from the acting world. And to be fair, he's a good actor. He, he really is a good actor. Um, but he said uh, rounding up the Jews is an optic that would that I would have never expected to see in my American lifetime. Well, you and I both, brother. Uh, de Blasio is a criminal. No wonder he changed his name from Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Uh-huh. He's an anti-Semite, a thug piece of stuff. <laughs> we can't say it, but you get the idea. This is this is happening. Hello. Th this is happening. Once again, the Jews are being targeted. Is anyone going to come to their aid? I will. I will. I'll sit here and speak out about it all day, every day. I'll have them on this podcast. They can sit here and they can speak their mind because what's being done up there is not right. And as I said, how Bill de Blasio is not being put in handcuffs, being marched out of his uh, his ivory tower there is beyond me. You talk about a criminal. You're going to criminalize? Uh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not going to go down that road. And, and I tell you something, I'm not going to get heated on this um, on this uh, this morning show. I'm not going to do it. But uh, well, I tell you what, we'll get into more of that tomorrow. Or actually, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Neither can you. Uh, we'll get into more of this on Monday because that's shameful. That's shameful. That that piece of garbage right there ought to be ashamed of himself. And anybody that supports that piece of trash, shame on you. Shame on you. All right. Uh, that, that was breaking. But anyway, um, we were talking about sports before that broke. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we, we were talking about sports, the NFL, most notably the NFL and mask mandates and all that stuff. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis 
has said that Hard Rock Stadium, which is where the Miami Dolphins play their uh, their American football games, they say that um, it's ready and he has cleared it for the full 65,000 attendance. So, hey, you want to go back to a to a nor- you want to go back to a football game? Go, go. Damn right. Go. Don't be afraid of the virus. Don't let it control your life. I believe is what the president said. No, oh, well, see, that was and a photo op. He, he was actually he, when he was saying that he was gasping for air. Uh, and he uh, was uh, uh, he was he was I think he was he was in his death rows, uh, according to CNN. I think that's what he was. Doing. He, he was he was showing the defiance. He was he was showing the message of don't be afraid of it. How, he was showing the message of irresponsibility. That's what he was doing. And uh, you know what? The American people needed to hear it. <laughs> they did. There's nobody else they saying did. it in the media. Of course not. Of course not. If you listen to the media, you'd think that, uh, well, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Uh, DeSantis spokesperson followed up uh, wanting to make it clear that after the governor recently dropped all COVID-19 restrictions, uh, all Florida stadiums were able to go to full capacity, which appears to be clear, uh, which appears to clear the way for full attendance in Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. So the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins, you can all go back to uh, playing. You know something? This clears the way for spring training for baseball for the Grapefruit League next year. Yeah. Go back to your ball camps. Uh, the Dolphins, according to uh, uh, according to say, who is that? Uh, OK, uh, the Dolphins say their plan is to stick to around a 13,000 attendance capacity for their next home game against the Chargers on October 25th. Uh, Hard Rock averages 11,722 through two home games for the Dolphins. Dallas Cowboys lead the NFL in attendance with an average of 23,364 through the last two games. Out of curiosity, uh, do the Dolphins actually get more than 13,000? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I haven't followed uh, American football for quite some time. Ohio governor from my state, uh, the piece of trash up there, uh, announced this week that the attendance caps will raise to 12,000 at Bengals and Browns games, while Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf announced that 7,500 fans would be allowed to attend the Eagles and Steelers game in Pittsburgh this week. The state of Pennsylvania, wasn't there something with the Steelers that just happened? Wasn't their attendance, da- or excuse me, their atten- not their attendance, their viewership, wasn't it down like 60% because of the, the, the woke stuff? Wasn't that what I saw? They're taking some big hits because of the woke stuff. Uh, I right. don't remember what the, the actual numbers were offhand. Well, we know the NBA's uh, in the toilet, right? We know that. Yeah, it was it was really down like a big number. Uh, I'm I'm wanting to say it was like sixty percent. Well, uh, Super Bowl uh, f- fifty five. I, I want to say Super Super Bowl fifty five. Uh, is I think that's LV right? Fifty five. Roman numerals help me help me here. LV fifty five. Yeah, uh, I, think, I, think I think that's think what 55, it is. Yeah. X yeah, XL. Yeah, 50. X XV is forty. Yeah, okay. Um, Super Bowl fifty five is scheduled to be played on February seventh in Tampa. So they're going to be able to go full capacity to that one on the Super Bowl, which I think you can get a ticket for a premium price right now, to be fair, because the uh, ticket sales are down uh, and the wokeness is real. So uh, you should be able to get a uh, Super Bowl ticket for a good price, I would think. Uh, but you're going to have to watch a bunch of uh, uh, ungrateful degenerates out there taking knees for the national anthem. That's the only thing you're going to have to put up with. Uh, and you have well, yeah, to pay $13 for pressed. a hot dog, I'm sure. Oh, yes, they're oppressed and, and they... They um, they don't make enough money. And I mean, they're the only people I know that they're, they're the most oppressed millionaires I, I've ever seen. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. Only we had that level of oppression. <laughs> right. I wish I, I mean, I want to be oppressed if I'm going. Yeah. If I, yeah. If I'm going to if I'm going to make 30 million dollars every uh, every six months, you know, I, I want to be oppressed, by the way. Yeah. 
Speaking of sports stars being discriminated against, you remember Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. You remember the whole debacle about the uh, the the noose that was found in the garage, mm-hmm. but it ended up being mm-hmm. like a a pull rope for the door or something. Yeah, his race last week it was unfortunate. Really, he he um he crashed out. Um, Oof. It was yeah. It was it was right. It was right towards the end. I mean, he was um you know coming up. I I think it might have been you know just a few laps to go or something. He he crashed out and um. It was right when he was passing the uh, the Trump 2020 car and he couldn't do it and he smashed into the wall. And I'm serious. I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. Wow. I, that is that seems like this is like a sitcom or something, man. That is crazy. I mean, uh, I hope he's all right. Legitimately. Oh, yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Uh, just the, the, the circumstance is it just seems it's ironic. <laughs> I saw the video of it. It was it was time stamped on YouTube. So I, I went there and it's like uh, Bubba Wallace crashes out after trying to pass the Trump 2020 car, but fails. And he's, you know, he's bashing the wall. He didn't flip or anything. I mean, he, he hit the wall and then, you know, and thank God another car didn't hit him because that I mean, that can be bad. Yeah. But yeah. he he got out, uh, you know, he, he got out of his car. He got himself out of the car and um, he gave the thumbs up. So, I mean, he, he was fine. And that's that's the main thing. I thought it was kind of funny that he um, uh, just the set of the set of circumstances itself. It, it's not funny when when a driver gets any driver. I don't care in in auto racing. It's not funny when any driver gets into an accident. Um, right. You know, exactly. I, I, I don't care. It's, it's I, don't, I don't care your politics. You're talking about a, a person's life there. But just the set, the set of circumstances here, the irony yeah. uh, in that the is, irony. Uh, is, funny. is what's yeah. funny. And yeah. to be fair, you know, auto racing has, has come a long way. It's come a long way. Yeah. I mean, I used to see drive. I mean, I, I was watching the race when Dale Earnhardt was killed. Uh, that, that was terrible. Yeah, that, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of things since that time have changed. Uh, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. been, you know, almost 20 years ago now. And a lot of things have changed and they do just about everything they can to make that driver safe. That car is designed to, to fall apart around them. But that driver is to be kept safe. And yeah. It's um, it's it's quite something how they design these things. Same thing with Formula One. Formula One used to be extremely dangerous. You know the open wheel stuff. That, like that's mm-hmm. the European side mm-hmm. of things. Uh, of course, we right. have IndyCar in the U.S., but uh, Formula One used to be extremely dangerous, and it's not so much anymore. I mean, it's it's extremely difficult still to drive those cars, but the amount of safety and and procedures that they've put in place for a lot of these drivers now is um. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And the, the amount of gear they're wearing, um, you know, the the protective gear that they wear themselves, uh, as well as the engineering that goes into the cars, it has come a long ways um, since, geez, even just 20 years ago. Like you were saying, like just not even, you know, it, it, it's come a long ways. Of course, motorcycle racing, it's kind of hard to improve on that, I think. Uh, it's kind of kind of tough. There's really not a whole lot you can do. There yeah. The riders yeah. exposed. But um, OK, right. anyway. So let's let's get off on to um, what what do you want to end? Let's do, I tell you what, let's do the uh, let's do the Nobel Peace Prize, shall we? Yeah. yeah. OK, so there is a multitude of candidates and finalists to receive this year's Nobel Peace Prize. They're going to announce the winner tomorrow, uh, which would, for those listening, that would be today. Uh, they're going to announce it today, I believe, at like I think it's 11 o'clock or something. Uh, my time, because this is the time zone where it's at. So I have a list here. Of the uh, the finalists and the uh, the nominees, and I'm I'm sure, Bruce, I'm sure that that you're going to appreciate uh, this this list of uh, fine deserving uh, people that they have to uh, to possibly receive this this prestigious honor. Now it's been given to obviously, I mean to be fair, I mean it's been given to some of the brightest minds that have done something very significant for humanity in the past, but it's also been given to 
shall we say those a little less deserving, like, for example, Obama they gave it to him for doing nothing. Uh, they gave oh, it I thought you were going to list him in the first category. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but. They've also given it to the European Union for God knows whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Which, by the way, they are on the list this year to possibly receive another one. Why, why would you give those useless lumps of skin in empty suits up there a, uh, a Nobel Peace Prize? Why, why would you do that? This COVID thing in, in the European continent has been an absolute disaster. The, the Italians were begging for help. They had people dying down there. And Brussels told him to go kick rocks. Unbelievable. The U.S., we actually had this. Trump actually sent medical equipment and PPE equipment that we had excess of to the Italians to help them out. Did the media talk about that? No, they didn't. Enough of that. The uh, the finalists are, first and foremost, you have to appreciate this one, the World Health Organization. COVID-19 has dominated the headlines, conversations and political debates all across this year, right? It's reshaped the way that most of us travel and work and interact with our communities. So it's unsurprising. I love the bias here. It's unsurprising that the World Health Organization is an odds on favorite for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> the World Health Organization has been front and center of global response. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, they have. From declaring COVID-19 as a global pandemic on March 11th to setting out public health guidance to building capacity in countries most vulnerable to the disease. You know, some these are the same people that turned around and said that if you close borders to this, you're xenophobic, you're racist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th these mm -hmm. are the same people that said that there was no human to human transmission. Mm -hmm. uh, hello. They've been at front and center of a global response. These people are a disgrace. Give it to the World Health Organization. Those people, whatever, whatever awards or prestigious honors they've been given, they should be given back and apologizing to humanity is what they should be doing. Number two, Greta Thunberg. Now, this is this, of course, should come as no surprise. No surprise. Yeah, clearly she's done a lot to help climates, uh, climate. She change has. And she clearly. has. She has. Yeah. And she she was put on the CNN panel of experts on COVID-19. So, mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, mm -hmm. clearly, she's very deserving. Very, this. Very, very she was also and, and, and you're also forgetting, Bruce. She was Time Magazine's 2019 person of the year. Yeah, we're, we're also forgetting that during this entire time that she was bailing out of school to go around the world and well, complain to, be honest, to people. Well, no, see, cl climate, man-made climate change is the bigger issue here. There's a, wh why go to school? I mean, she said it herself. She should be in school, but yeah, I mean, she should. She, she can't because the issue of, of man-made climate change is just, I mean, what good is school going to do you when humanity is going to go extinct and what Bernie Sanders say? Six years? We're down to six years now. Yeah, uh, uh, something. Man, I I didn't realize the years are just flying by so quickly. I it just wow, it's amazing. She's already won the Time Magazine's Person of the Year, which is often referred to as the alternative Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, to be fair, you know, uh, for her climate change activist. Now, see, Obama won Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yeah, he he won that. Uh, and, and he also won a Peace Prize. So, I mean, hey, you know, he's <laughs> I think he even got the Time Magazine's Person of the Year more than once, didn't he? I think maybe uh, Jacinda Ardern or Ardern. Sorry. Uh, she is the um, youngest ever female prime minister of New Zealand. So she is. Um, yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, she's she's gotten the nomination for that. And she's a finalist. I, I'm not I'm not quite sure. They're noting her empathetic response to the New Zealand's Christchurch massacre made her a contender for the 2019 award. Didn't you have something on that? Oh, yeah. She was the one that um, did a whole bunch of uh, gun regulations and buyback and all that kind of stuff that it was a, a really it was a blunder. Uh, nobody turned their guns in. And the ones right. that were turned in were in poor states. But um, yeah, it, 
I guess I guess as an American um, coming from the American side of things and having the Second Amendment, I, I don't really like her all that much. Of course, next. Uh, he was twice, by the way. He was twice. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, so it was shows, Hitler, by the way. It shows. Yeah, it shows. Oh, okay. There we go. 2008 and 2012. He was uh, Time Magazine. Okay. You know, Hitler was Time Magazine's Man of the Year twice. Did you know that? Uh, let's see if they list that here. Let's see. Oh, Stalin was too. Stalin was Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Seriously? I never knew that. Yeah. 1942. Stalin. Wow. 1939. Hitler. 38. Twice. twice. Yeah. Hitler wow. was in 1938. 1937 was Sung Mi Ling and Chiang uh-huh. Kai-shek. Chiang Kai-shek. Yeah. Okay. Hitler was what year? Yeah. Hitler, 38. 38. There was another year. He was, twi- he was twice. What was the other year? That's what I'm looking for here. Uh, let's see. Churchill, b- 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 Stalin. I only see the one. Okay. I thought it was twice. I, 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 saw it. I was reading about it. Uh, in a history book, and I, he was Time Magazine. I've I read that he was Time Magazine's Man of the Year twice. Well, let's see. We've got FDR. Churchill was on there twice. Churchill, Eisenhower. yeah. Uh, Mussolini, maybe. Benito Mussolini. I know he couldn't have been. He couldn't have been. Or Franco. From, I'm, I'm trying to think of like dictators. Was Mao Zedong, he would be today. Is, is Mao Zedong Time Magazine's Man of the Year? What year was that? Specifically, Mao uh, would have been in yeah. the, uh, would have been forty nine fifty, uh, and of course, the Great Leap Forward came after, so it would have been fifty and up. No, the okay, so forty nine was Churchill, and fifty was uh, uh, the American Fighting Man. It was a homage to America. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because the war ended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it took a while. Uh, Ma- Mao seized in forty nine, and then uh, it the Great Leap Forward came came after so it would have been a while but i i was just trying to see how far left they would have gone back then you know i mean they it sounds to me like they went pretty far left as it was anyway all right let's uh nikita khrushchev was 57 nikita khrushchev yeah. the guy that said oh god the guy that yeah. said he actually said this the guy that said that the reason i bring this up because there was a psychologist that came out and said that trump needs to be locked up in a mental ward do you know what Nikita Khrushchev said about people when it came to their psychology, when it's when it relates to communism, those who believe that there shouldn't be communism in a communist society don't work. There's your Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Donald Trump is the next finalist for um, the Nobel Peace Prize. Of course, his note is or his uh, nomination is because of the UAE and the Israel uh, deal, the Middle East peace deal. Uh, Abraham Accords uh, is what it is. Uh, a Saudi Arabian women's rights activist. I'm going to have trouble pronouncing her name here. Uh, uh, Lojane Al Hathlow. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not very good at that. But she was um, she was a women's rights activist in uh, Saudi Arabia, which. I mean, and they've put her in prison for a while. So, I mean, you know, they're going through a lot of changes over there. And, and it seems like they're going through a lot of changes for the better. The Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is is trying to move things in the right direction. Women are now allowed to they're allowed to drive. I believe they're allowed to vote, too, as well as in Saudi. Is that is that right? But I know they were working on that. I don't know if that's uh, I know that was uh, intended, but I don't know if it's uh, if it's there yet. Yeah. OK, well, um, they say that uh, she'd rather be in prison. Uh, following her values and fighting, then be released and lose two years for nothing. So I'll give her, you know, I'll give her, I'll give her credit there. I mean, that's a, that's a tough, um, that's a tough, tough thing to do, to accomplish over there. Among other prospects, are you ready for this one? This one, I think should really deserve some um, consideration. Uh, The Black Lives Matter movement, 
is uh, is up to receive the uh, the Nobel Peace Prize for this year for its role in, in focusing global attention on systemic racism and police brutality. So, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, that kind of it kind of negates all the other candidates at this point, doesn't it? And when, when you look at that organization, the, the stand up organization and and um you know, the, the peaceful, the peaceful rallies that they're out there. I mean, I, I got reports today of, of BLM out there in Wisconsin smashing residences, breaking windows out of out of people's homes while they're inside of them. And they're up for a Nobel Peace Prize. It, it's just it's 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 touching. It's, it's really touching. Uh, also, the European Union, again, is is up for uh, is up for a Nobel Peace Prize. And, and to be fair, this organization, it almost deserves it deserves more credit than what it's being given. The United Nations is up their their UN refugee organization uh they're up for a Nobel Peace Prize as well so i mean all these all these prestigious groups right i mean these are these are things that really need to be taken into consideration to receive such a high honor like this you know a Nobel Peace Prize is is meant to honor someone who has accomplished something for the sake and the betterment of humanity to actually accomplish something for the progression of humanity not the regression not the uh, uh the repression not the singling out not not the um not the talk of racism or hatred or bigotry or anything like that and you see the kind of nominees they put forward you got anything else um you know i'm not surprised with the blm one if we you know going off of what we were talking about with the time magazine and who the people you know the, the people that they nominated there for that one or or had people of the year um yeah of course why not have the whole group of blm you know the organization blm incorporated why not have that marxist organization as uh you know give them give them a nobel peace prize because clearly they're they're very peaceful and 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 you know mostly peace and mostly yeah mostly yeah mostly uh-huh. yeah all right we are gonna have to jump out of here today bruce so thank you for sitting down today thank you to all the listeners and for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning